0: And yes, indeed, it is the top of the hour right here on the Morning Machine, the machine that makes your mornings move. Good morning and grand rising to everybody out there in the land, Radio Land. And thank you so much for making the machine a part of your morning routine. Part of that morning routine means that you get some phenomenal information, some some great tips that you need to use in your everyday life. Today, when you speak of the, the letters HR, you think of human resources, right? And this is at pretty much every job that you've come across in your lifetime. They have a human resources department, no matter where you go. So, I want to talk to you about another level of HR, the first HR services company providing employees access to independent HR support at scale. Yes, that's right. I said it. And we are talking this morning with the founder and CEO of Caged Bird HR. Now, by the way, I'd be remiss if I didn't say UNCG. Yep, that's right. University of North Carolina at Greensboro. I was there down Market Street, West Market Street, Greensboro. I know the area. Trust me. i roamed through campus in my day. I'm going to leave that story alone. But she graduated early (laughs) with honors in political science with a pre-law concentration. Now, after taking a year to travel the world under her backpacking company, Rookie Traveler Adventure Tours. Sierra continued her education, earning a Masters in Human Resources from the University of South Carolina. Shout out to Philly Zone, Dawn Staley, by the way, doing a phenomenal job at the basketball women's basketball program there every single year. Sierra was a highly recruited HR professional landing at companies like ExxonMobil, Google, and Others and spending time in the tech startup space. Now her new company, Cage Bird HR, supports employees nationwide who work at companies such as Google, Amazon, Netflix, and the like. So we are going to talk about how to fly further with Cage Bird. HR, and i have once again the founder and ceo of cage bird hr miss sierra gross good morning good morning good morning what an
1: announcement thank you so much for the introduction
0: that was I, I i can dust my shoulder off a little bit i <laughs> do this you know what i'm saying but <laughs> i know that's right but and in, in, in when i say i do this you when you have a passion for it you serve a purpose so let's take it back to the old school let's take it to union square we're going to go all the way back to the start of the journey as it pertains to human resources let's take it back to before the uncg days what was it that you saw coming up that got you even more fascinated in the world of human resources
1: so I was, um, I was raised by an entrepreneur. Uh, I was raised in a single-parent home by my dad, by an entrepreneur. And so I never really had, like, the insight into the corporate world, right? We didn't talk about, you know, what was going on at the office because there was no office, right? My dad was, you know, hustling and trying to make ends with, meet with the computer business. Um, and so I never really had, like, any, any insight into the corporate world. What I did know is that I was uh, smarter than, than most of the people that I, that, was a, that was around me in school, um, and I knew that I, you know, just had a gift for analytical thinking and, and solving really complex and hard, hard problems. And so, like you said, I went to University of North Carolina Greensboro. Had a great time. Um, got a master's in political science only because Barack Obama was running at the time, and I, I understood that I was, you know, living through history, and I just wanted to be under to be able to understand that from a place, from an educated place. Mm -hmm. Um, Not because I was passionate about politics at all. It was literally just because a black man was running for president. Um, And then after that, like you said, I I took some time off to travel the world. So I'm a backpacker. You know, I've done 13 countries in a year. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I I just decided, you know, my aunt at the time was in human resources and I was, you know, going back and forth between law school or a PhD in political science because it was going to be free. Um, and she suggested that I get into HR, so I don't, you know, my, my, my journey to HR is not, you know, magical in any way, shape, or fashion, but I do think it was um, uh, the universe kind of pushing me to, to where I am today, right, because I do feel that everything that I experienced throughout my career in human resources, you know, positioned me to uh, be the person chosen to to start um, this what we call disruptive human resources organization where we are decentralizing where people where and how people get HR support.
0: Got it got it and from your own experience you spoke about your own experiences uh, dealing with human resources now when you were dealing with human resources before you jumped into that particular world in corporate America When was that light bulb moment that said, you know what, I'm going to be behind this desk by the the time you see me it's such and such a time, I'm going to be back there handling things because this could be better. This could be better. This could be better in the world of human resources. When was that light bulb moment for you?
1: You know, I think for me, um, and for a lot of other people, it was it was 2020, right? So there was just mm. a lot of things going on during 2020, the parallel pandemics of COVID-19, mm-hmm. the racial injustice, George Floyd. I think at that time, everybody just had a little bit less patience <laughs> for certain things, right? And I think that that was my experience, you know, as well. And, um, you know, unfortunately, I had, just over the course of my career, experienced a lot of things, you know, overt racism, sexism, um, and things like that. But, you know, I, I think... I just accepted it because, you know, this is like what we were told is a part of, you know, the working world. Um, until I just decided that, you know, it wasn't. And, you know, I decided that I was going to, you know, get some accountability for how I had been treated. But the only reason why I was able to survive that, which is a very dark time, you know, I know we want to talk about mental health, but it literally sent me into depression. Um, yeah. You know, I was losing weight, my hair was falling out, I couldn't sleep the whole nine but at the end of the day, I had the technical expertise of under of HR to understand, you know, what are they what are they going to do before they actually do it? What can they do? How are they thinking about this? And I was really just playing mental chess, right, up until, um, you know, we were able to to get the accountability that I was I was looking for, and in that you know time, I. It was almost like a moment of clarity. I don't, I don't remember much about that time because my, my brain was literally chemically in, unbalanced, but it was almost like I just had this moment of clarity that always stuck with me that I just said, you know what, if I survive this, I'm going to do something different. Because HR is a function that has gone without meaningful innovation in how we support employees since its, since its inception. And I just felt like, you know, I, the only reason, you know, I was able to survive is because I had the technical background of, of human resources. But what are people who don't have that understanding, who have not been on the other side of the curtain, what are they doing and where are they going when they encounter, you know, these types of issues throughout their career? And the answer is really three places. They go to, you know, their, their family. So everybody has a cousin's auntie who works in payroll, who they're going to for advice, right? Or they're going to the group chat where people are comparing their experiences to those of their friends. Right. Um, and, and although they are unique, you know that's the only place they have to go or they're going to employment attorneys, right? And the problem with employment attorneys is that if you don't have a case, they're not really gonna help you because employ, employment attorneys don't, don't go to school to be HR professionals, they go to practice the law, right? And so mm-hmm. there really wasn't like a place where people could go for technically sound hr advice up until of course you know last year when i founded this company
0: Mm, interesting interesting and um (laughs) just a quick question before i dive into cage bird uh hr and your particular services The pandemic. You mentioned the pandemic, and you mentioned the civil unrest uh, regarding, you know, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and everybody else that has been um, victims to brutality and racism and everything that was going on during the pandemic of uh, 2020. 2020 was a tumultuous year, but it also sat us down to look at different things. So, with that said... How much has the world of human resources changed since then? What do you see now that you did not see prior to the pandemic?
1: Um, to be honest with you, I don't really think that the function has changed. I think if there is meaningful, meaningful changes in the HR function, it's always going to be on the tech side. It always has and historically will continue to be probably on the tech side, mm-hmm. right? So utilizing HR – um, I mean, utilizing AI to, to execute HR in a more efficient way. I think, you know, generally speaking as a whole, the DEI function is under attack right now. There's a lot going on in, in, in courthouses across the country um, to try to understand, like, what is the role of HR? And I think leaders are, you know, probably on their back foot a little bit because for the first time they could be, you know, legally held, held liable for DEI initiatives. You know, we're seeing a lot of that in the, um, in the VC world. So in my opinion, I, I think if there have been any changes in the HR phase it's really on the tech side right? I think if there's something that I'm not seeing that I was seeing it's you know the performative you know calls for investment which we're now knowing that um, we're now seeing is is being rolled back right mm-hmm. probably because of all the things that are going on in the political landscape relative to dei. Right. Um, but in my opinion, I really haven't I really haven't seen much that's not going to be too critical of like you know individual HR professionals who I think, you know, as time has gone on, you know, HR is not there to protect. HR is there to protect the company. Has really come to the forefront of employee consciousness, and I think that unfortunately, individual HR professionals are taking the brunt of that. When we're really talking about systemic issues in human resources mm-hmm. that go well beyond any singular HR person that you may interact with at your at your job.
0: Got it. Got it. And see, it's interesting. I asked that question about the changes because. Cage Bird HR is now changing the way and the impact in which human resources really you know makes employees better. So now let's dive into Cage Bird HR. You've created this company that's supporting employees all over. So speak on the development of Cage Bird HR.
1: Yeah, so my my entrepreneurial journey, I think, is probably the exception and not the rule, right? I think we launched at a time where there was a big appetite in the market for mm-hmm. such a service, but mm-hmm. it just not had been provided. So we were founded January 17th of actually last year, so this is our second calendar year. Awesome. Um, I now employ 12 HR consultants nationwide, and nice. we support, I think we're up to 35 states that we're supporting employees in awesome. um, across the country. And so the the growth and the uh, acceptance of the service in the market um, has really just been more than what we could have expected. I think for me, um, you know, anytime you're the first to do something, there's an education piece around, you know, what are we doing? Why are we doing it? But it seems that um, people have been so uh, desperate for just a place to go where they can talk to somebody who is technically sound, and I think that's the value that we add. We're not—you're not talking to, you know, your friend or somebody who's a recruiter, right? You're talking to HR professionals who have worked and been embedded in employee-facing roles within their organization, and the value of that is we don't work for anybody. We don't work for your company. We have no dog in their fight. And so we can tell employees the things and the information and the strategies and tools that they need to know that their HR professional who's you know, beholden to the company's agenda via their paycheck would not be able to tell you.
0: Mm, interesting. And you, it's, it's so interesting that you say that, that uh, there's some things that won't be told. So, i I have a a bold question to ask here what okay. what if what are a few tips of knowledge that internal h r wouldn't be able to tell us talk how, how talk about it because yeah, there's some right? things that we need to know that we don't know that are not told to us at the forefront,
1: yeah. So I, I'm, I'm more than happy to, to, to give you just a few tidbits, but I just want to put context around it first, right? So everybody's yes. situation is different. Mm-hmm. I'm not at all saying go do these things because I don't know anybody's individual situation, right? I'm just saying that any event that you find yourself in a situation, you should first call and talk to a case-based consultant before you do anything, but then just keep these options like in the back of your mind. I'll just give you two. One, one is any type of negative action that's happening to you at work, the single most easiest way to stop or pause whatever they're doing is to raise an HR concern. And I know that goes fly in the face of what you've heard, like don't go to HR, don't go to HR, mm-hmm. but that's nonsense, right? Right. Because referring something to HR is a protected action. And so once that happens, they have to address it. They wrote it in their employee handbook that if you raise a concern, this will happen, i.e. an HR investigation. HR investigations take time. And so if you want to just pause a PIP or a, you know, a, uh, severance situation or whatever the case may be, um, or you think you're about to get laid off, you can just raise an HR uh, complaint. And then, you know, usually they'll leave you alone for about 90 days Mm -hmm. because to do something against you would be considered, could be considered retaliation. So that's just one, right? Without like getting into the technical thing. And then the other thing I would tell people is, and I think this is just from us, you know, talking to employees across the country and, and starting to see trends is that when people come to us, they don't even believe that they have an option, mm. right? They've accepted this idea that this is what has happened to me and this is the way it is and I'm just trying to figure out how do I survive it instead of what are my options to take to get me what I want, right? And what do you want to be a plethora of things, right? We have clients asking for all types of stuff, right? But I would say in addition to the first thing, just always remembering that you do have an option, And if you don't know, now you have a place to go to call and talk to somebody who can walk you through your options for your specific situation. Hmm. But you don't have to just accept what is happening to you. And I'll Hmm. leave you there.
0: And, you know, it's interesting. You said you don't have to accept what's happened to you because a lot of people don't know that employees actually have rights just like there's a bill of rights for the country there's there's yeah. rights that you have in a workplace so what should employees know about their workplace rights when they're in that setting
1: yeah you know, again i think the biggest thing is just understanding that you that you have them right i think for me right i i know the laws on top of my head because i have to as a function of being an hr professional right my my goal and our goal at Cage hr is not to turn everybody into an hr professional my goal is to help people understand that, yes, there's Title VII under the nineteen fifty four Civil Rights Act. There's all these state local laws, and then there's policies within your company mm-hmm. that they have that applies to everybody, right? So I'll give you an example. Most people come to us in mentally distressed states, right, because what they're going through is so stressful. And our first question is, well, why don't you take time off? And they said, oh, I can't take time off because yada, 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 And we said, well, let me see your handbook. And they show us their handbook. And we say, well, it says right here, you can take a leave of absence for X amount of day, yada, 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 right? And so I would suggest that people, if you want to really start to understand your rights in your specific workplace, start with the handbook and mm. use the benefits available to you because they are available to everybody.
0: Mm. A lot of people don't take the time to really read the handbook with the exception, at least not thoroughly. The only exception is when you have to read it in your job, your job's orientation, when they actually go through. And sometimes even at most companies, they kind of skim through it because it's a lot of pages in that handbook and a lot of words. They just kind of shorten it because of time constraint. So Right. Yes, it, I agree. It is uh, best that we really take a deep dive into our handbook and uh, know the ins and outs of what the policies and what your workplace rights are, because y- you got to know that you have them. But right. how does how <laughs> does that help you moving forward throughout your workplace journey at that particular company? So yeah, no, I, right. I agree. I agree. I
1: know and a point that you get at Case Bird HR, I think this is, an important, this is an important point to make. It's a point that you get what we're doing is highly strategic. We're not just shooting in the dark, right? Mm-hmm. This is people's careers. This is their paychecks. This is how they survive and feed their families. So right. the work that we're doing, we're not just, you know, yes, people can call up and just ask those general questions, but we're really trying to help you understand, okay, if you do this, then here are all the things that could happen. And if you don't do this, here are all the things that could happen. And then people can make informed decisions moving forward.
0: You know, you spoke. You spoke just briefly about how, um, when it comes to the workplace, they're, they're, the employees are either trying to survive. This is their career. This is this is part of their well being. And I- any issue at work can affect mental and physical health. And not only that, those issues at work can end up be being brought home and cause. Different issues at home as well, if it's not handled at the workplace properly. So, so how do they help? How do they actually affect mental and physical health? And what does Cage Bird HR do differently to alleviate those uh, particular issues? Yeah.
1: So I think to answer the first to answer the first part of your question. I think we capitalism has convinced us that harm at home is not okay but harm at work is just a part of work
2: Mm -hmm.
1: right when the reality is it doesn't really matter where you experience the trauma or the harm you are still harmed in the process right Right. and so i don't think that we have enough conversations about harm and trauma that is happening in the workplace because it's happening at work right Mm -hmm. but then people call us and they're displaying signs of acute ptsd right we had a event where we had a um a therapist come on, and she says straight that you know workplace trauma is a form of, of PTSD, mm. and a lot of the signs and symptoms that people are showing to uh, explaining to us, you know, hair falling out. Sometimes I went through myself. Now this is I right, went through right. this myself. That's you know, right. hair falling out, your gut not working, you know, you're not able to sleep, you're not able to eat. These things mm. really eat away at your your stress will eat away at your DNA and literally slowly kill you over time. And so I don't think that we have enough conversations about mental and physical health as it pertains to an output of workplace trauma.
2: Right.
1: To your question about what are we doing at cagebury HR differently, the beauty of what we do is that everybody that works here has experienced their own workplace trauma. Mm-hmm. And so because we are not embedded within organizations, we understand and can verbalize and empathize with people in ways that I think that HR folks within their organizations are just not able to um, empathize with people. And so we get a lot of feedback from clients around, like, this is a really safe space, and I just appreciate being able to be my true, authentic self, because the risk of talking to us is way lower than the risk of talking to an HR person embedded within your organization. But in addition to that, we do uh, have partnerships, so we are building our partnerships with mental health uh, organizations and uh, practitioners to provide um, an avenue for uh, do get mental health support, as well as partnering with education partners, so universities, nonprofits, to um, provide memberships to uh, folks who are with our partner organizations, to cage HR. Because I think no matter which way you shake it, even though we are positioned in the HR function, we can't really talk about human resources without talking about mental health. I, I think they're just one of the same at this point.
0: Absolutely. No, and definitely agreed on that. And, you know, th- and thank you for bringing that up, because there's a need for human resource services in the community. And mm-hmm. I see that as I go to CagedBirdHR.com once again, let me say it again, CagedBirdHR.com. Yep, that's right. Mm-hmm. I said it. Got to make sure to promote the site because where on the site, you have quite a bit of services from resume review to job offer negotiation support. That's a huge one right there. I'm going to ask about that in a second. Exit planning yeah. support, you know, a, a plethora of so many different services that most don't offer or it may cost too much to, you know, really act upon it. So speak, speak on some a lot of the services that you offer and how it helps in the community.
1: Yeah, so I, I'll talk about our most popular one is the one that you mentioned, job offer negotiation support. Yes. So when we talk about negotiating a job offer, that really is a exercise of advocating for yourself, right? And, and right. trying to do so from a place of, information um and unfortunately in, in our community a lot of people don't understand how compensation works they don't understand right. how to come up with a number they don't understand how to effectively communicate the why you're asking for this and to communicate the value that they bring to the table Right. and you know we have you know andrea is our lead you know kind of negotiator she was uh, 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 featured in the forbes article about negotiating mm-hmm. salaries right and so we help people. Um, we literally ghostwrite your emails for you to the recruiter <laughs> um, nice. to help people advocate for them. To, yeah, to help people advocate for themselves and to get them a fair offer. And especially for students who are graduating, who um, you know really don't understand how the world of world world of work works. Um, you know, these companies will offer these kids, you know, more money than they've ever seen, but way less than what they're worth. Right, mm, and they understand that because true. this is. Yeah, they understand that because it is more money than this person has ever seen, they're likely going to take this without even negotiating. Right. So that's one of our most popular ones, and the other one um, is going to be HR investigation support. So right. just this idea uh, that people are just having really awful experiences for a plethora of reasons, you know, problematic managers, racism, whatever you want to call it, and they. Right want to do something about it, but they're not really sure what or how or even the words to use to do that effectively, Mm -hmm. right? So a lot of people, they come to us and say, hey, I want to say this, and they don't understand that their message is getting lost in the delivery. And so we help them to craft effective um, complaints to HR to give them protections and to try to get some accountability for the way that they've been treated. And, you know, it, it never really surprises us just how like the traumatic situations that people are experiencing in the workplace. I mean, we are we are seeing everything from physical violence to outright racism to microaggressions for extended periods of time before they ever come and talk to Caged Bird HR because they mm. didn't know we existed um, or just didn't know that the resource was available. You know, all this has happened in less than two years, <laughs> and so there we are just scratching the surface of people who need to know that this resource um, is available. And so I think those are probably the, the, the most popular ones that we have, as well as exit strategy support. So a lot of people come to us because they think they're about to get fired or they think they're about to be put on a PIP,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they just want to understand, like, hey, what can I do about this, you know? And, and they just are coming to look for, for general information, or they're coming to look for extended support where we, you know, help them get off of a PIP or we help them go on leave of absence or whatever um, we decide the best strategic move for that person is.
0: Mm, this is this is awesome. Um, I like everything that you are offering here. Uh, one thing that also stuck out to me is the uh, exit planning support. A lot of people don't understand how to plan their exit. Then we're talking about exit strategies, like you're giving two week notice and. A strategy or what have you, or you're given a month's notice, you're planning your exit on a strategic level, on a different level than most would just say, all right, I put, I put in my two-week notice and I'm out of here. No, there's a whole level of strategy to it. So, uh, just to kind of speak on the exit strategy support briefly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I think what is when when people uh, purchase a strategy support from us, it's usually because they they themselves want to leave, but they feel like they've had such a terrible experience that they want to leave, you know, with a severance check. Rightfully so. And so mm-hmm. we talked to them about, okay, well, this is what the severance process looks like. This is what is usual for somebody with your level of experience and your years um, of service at a company. Or it's like, hey, uh, you know, I think my, my company just put me on a performance improvement plan. They've offered me severance, but, you know, I'm trying to get to my next vesting, which isn't until December. How do I bridge the gap between October and December? Mm. Right? Because I don't want to leave that money on the table. What options do I have? Right? And there's a right. plethora of options. You can go and leave that, you can raise HR, a claim, you can do a lot of different things. Um, to try to get closer to that date of vesting, and then we can help them either try to negotiate, um, you know, more money on their severance, or help them understand like, hey, you can ask for, you know, additional, you know, your vacation to be paid out, or you can ask for, you know, your COBRA to be paid on a COBRA cash equivalent basis to get more money on your offer. I mean, there's a ton of things that people have no idea that they could do mm-hmm. to try to help them achieve whatever goal that that they want. Right. And so we'll help people understand how to negotiate and how to act for certain things on their way out um, that they may have been leaving on the
0: table. Wow. That is awesome. That is awesome. It, it, exit strategy is, a is one thing that especially, uh, a, a lot of us African-Americans, you know, when, when it comes to a job, it's like, <laughs> and I'm going <laughs> to joke about this. You hear the word deuces. Or okay. it's, I'm put, I put, already put in my two week notice. I'm ready to, uh, or, or as a lot of people say, I'm ret to go. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know? I don't know, look, by the time people get to the us, they maybe fed up, okay? They they like, look, either you going to tell me how to get up
1: out of here, or I'm going to go out, <laughs> blazing. And I'm like, well, don't, don't do the ladder, okay? Let's yeah,
0: don't how do how that. <laughs> Right, right. There's a whole strategy to this. And when you have that strategy, it could also not only help from, uh, you know, a a forward moving standpoint with another company that may want to hire you in the future, if not already by that point, but also secondly, it could help you bridge a financial gap between end date and hire date. So, these things are very important that we need to really take notice of and really uh, dive into these services. But uh, one final thing I want to talk about it. Actually, there's two. But first thing is, you also have products, you also have ebooks here that are available <laughs> as well. Talk about the ebooks.
1: Yeah, so you know, our thing is affordability is accessibility, and so we're always trying to figure out ways to uh, make support more accessible for folks. And ebooks is just one way that we do that. So, um, I've, I think I've written two of them one is Negotiating God for Black Women, and the other one is uh, Severance After a Layoff. So, helping people understand the different kinds of severance agreements and the things that they can negotiate um, if they want to try to go at it themselves, right? We also um, have memberships right so for i think it's like 12 bucks a week you can have access to your own personal hr consultant Mm. who you can call um and talk to the same day Hmm. uh we do this because sometimes um when people book it's like a you know a couple days before we can get to you because we do have a lot of people who are booking appointments all all day every day but as a member you can uh, get same day appointments and you can get i think 20 percent off of our extended support which is exit planning, HR negotiation, job offer support, et cetera. Um, and so we're just always trying to look for ways to reach more people and make it as affordable and accessible as possible without uh, you know, diluting the value that we bring to the, to the market.
0: Absolutely. By the way, don't don't uh, skip over the blogs. These blogs are some must reads like (laughs) employee rights, understanding your legal protections. We just spoke about that. Right. Um, The importance of black employment attorneys, champions of equality and advocates for change, productivity, proven strategies for boosting your productivity and achieving your goals. And, you know, so there's so many blogs on here that we can really go you know we could that that's a whole different conversation right there you those are some good really good reads by the way um the other part of this is the testimonials people that have actually took part in the services whatever service it is and they've become better as a part of it speak on i see there's testimonials on your site but speak of one personal one that's not on the site that you've had a success story from
1: um i think there are so many my favorite my i think my favorite testimonial somebody told us is that they were so grateful because they felt like we were doing the lord's work (laughs) And that, uh, that resonated with me a lot because I do, like I've mentioned, I feel like I had to go through my own you know little dark time right. to be positioned and to have the clarity to to support this business. I think our most uh, our best success story was we were able to support a client through um, getting severance. I think she had been called a monkey. Yeah, they, they said you see the monkey, you should have known better to her in a in a in a team meeting and nobody had reported to HR. Wow. And so she was able to get, I think, uh, close to nine hundred thousand in severance from that organization. So um that was like our biggest success story. But we have a lot of a lot of smaller success stories where we're helping people, you know, get severance, keep their jobs, move to a different manager, get promoted, et cetera. Right. So like oh, those are the biggest ones, but we always say every day we, we help somebody, we are successful. And so been
0: successful since day one yes and and continuing on days forward cage bird hr has the services that you need to really (laughs) succeed and uh, it's just amazing what you have but um wow i mean just just (laughs) everything that you have from the services to the ebooks even to the blogs they're great reads um, and the services are even greater as well. So you definitely want to make sure that you are uh, going to CagedBirdHR.com, C-A-G-E-D, CagedBirdHR.com. And um, first of all, thank you so much for the, the great insight that you put on HR. There are a lot of things that you mentioned that – a lot of our listeners out in radio land did not think of even myself as it pertains to the world of human resources. So uh, thank you for your, your wisdom and insight uh, as it pertains to the human resources world. But there's a way to find, follow you and connect as well. Besides the website, cagedbirdhr.com. Tell us where we can do just that.
1: Yep, so you can follow us on all socials. Cagebird uh, uh, HR is going to be our handle on everything. Or if you're interested in my life personally, my Instagram is Sierra.CEO. Um, you can look me up on LinkedIn. My first name is Sierra, C as in cat, I E R R A. Last name is Gross, G as in girl, R O S S. And if you need support, you can go to CageBirdHR.com or you can become a member
0: um, and, and get the support you need. All right, I got to, you know, I got to have fun with you, right? Okay. You're not related to Lance, are you? No, I'm just messing with you. I'm I'm messing. messing. I am not. I am not. (laughs) I had to have fun with you because we've been talking serious HR the whole time and you gotta get a giggle somewhere in this conversation, but we waited till the end because you had so much great words of wisdom as it pertains to HR and dealing with the world of HR and even speaking on your own struggles and how you overcame it going through the world as well before even jumping into the world yourself. So we thank you for sharing that wisdom with our listeners out in Radio Land all across the world this morning. We definitely appreciate you. Y'all better go ahead and follow her and make sure you (laughs) tap into the services and the blogs and the products. On cagedbirdhr.com. Cagedbirdhr.com. And say it again, as I always like to do cagedbirdhr.com. Sierra, thank you so much for being on the morning machine so much this much morning. We appreciate your wisdom, and appreciate your tips on how to maneuver through HR and maneuver our career path forward through the world of HR. Thank you so much once again.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye.